I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Steinbeck Online Daily News for Monday, February 22nd. RCMP, firefighters, and dozens of snowmobilers are scouring the bushes in and around Whiteshell Provincial Park looking for a rider who went missing last night. According to Snowman Executive Director Yvonne Rideout, the rider somehow became detached from the group he was riding with. The rider left Pinewood Lodge last night around 9 p.m. en route to Rene. And uh, he possibly ran out of gas. And we know that the last call he made, he said his cell phone was going dead. We hope that he stayed with his sled because it would be easier to spot rather than just someone out there walking around. Rideout says her organization is serving as the search party headquarters and adds crews will continue to search into the night until the man is found. And nobody was seriously hurt in a two-vehicle collision along Highway 52 in Steinbach earlier today. Reporter Connor Gerbrandt has more. Just after 1.30 p.m., emergency personnel were dispatched to a crash near the intersection of Highway 52 and Bush Farm Road. Following their initial investigation, RCMP believe one vehicle attempted to switch lanes when it was unsafe to do so and collided with a second vehicle. Both drivers lost control and ended up in the ditch. RCMP add none of the vehicle occupants appear to have significant injuries. Both vehicles were towed from the scene. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And an inmate at the Milner Ridge Correctional Centre was rushed to hospital following a fight with three other inmates. At about 7.10 p.m. on Saturday, Lactabani RCMP received a report of an aggravated assault at the Correctional Centre in the arm of Lactabani. Officers were informed by staff that there had been a fight involving four male inmates. One of the inmates, a 38-year-old, was transported to hospital in Winnipeg with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. The suspects, aged 20. 23, 25 and 39 have not yet been charged. The investigation is ongoing. And the Stabek RCMP are investigating after a reported incident of domestic violence over the weekend. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Police say the alleged incident happened Sunday at 2.53 p.m. An eyewitness claims to have seen the incident along the side of Highway 12 near Blumenort outside of a vehicle. A 45-year-old male from the rural municipality of Springfield now faces charges of assault. No further details are being provided. I'm Shannon Duick. And the union representative for the Hanover School Division support staff believes EAs, bus drivers and custodians are being treated unfairly by the province. Connor Gerbrandt has more on that. These folks are at their limit. They're, they're really struggling to go to work every day and do a good job. As Jeff Duick Thiessen notes, a wage freeze put in place by the Manitoba government is preventing these essential workers from receiving the essential income they deserve. We're in the middle of a pandemic where they're going and facing greater health risks, high stress, changing work assignments, and they're being told basically by their government that they shouldn't get a wage increase. I just think that's sending a really tough message to employees. Where teachers across Manitoba are allowed arbitration, Duick Thiessen says no such luxury is granted to non-teaching employees. With that in mind, he is pushing not for any substantial raises, but for the government to lift the wage freeze and give school support staff the ability to discuss compensation for their ever-increasing workload. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And the mild weather in the forecast leads to thoughts of spring, which leads to the province planning to begin its annual ice cutting this week along the Red River. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Infrastructure Minister Ron Schuler says this will help reduce the potential for ice jam flooding. The ice jam mitigation program, which consists of cutting and breaking river ice, has been around since 2006 to reduce the risk of flooding caused by ice jams on the lower Red River and several other rivers. Ice jams form when floating ice is blocked from moving downstream, 
forcing water to back up and overflow riverbanks. Remote-controlled ice-cutting units and three Amphibex icebreakers are used each year to cut and break approximately 28 kilometers of ice along the Red River from Selkirk to Netley Creek for an approximate width of 100 meters. Notices have been posted in areas where the ice-cutting machines will be working, and river users are advised as a safety reminder to stay off the ice where notices are posted or where evidence of recent ice-cutting is apparent. Ice fishers are also reminded to remove huts or other materials in the areas covered by the ice mitigation program. I'm Shannon Duick. And the Reeve of Stewartburn says his municipality will grow by leaps and bounds if Manitoba infrastructure follows through on their recent promise. Connor Gerbrandt has that story. I've been advocating that since I was in call since 1995. Reeve David Kiansky says the province has at long last committed to upgrading the section of Provincial Road 201 that connects Vita and Highway 59 to RTAC standards. That means heavy trucks and equipment that have been forced to take a 100-mile-long detour for decades will finally be able to use the 11-mile shortcut. It's a godsend for our area. I've been waiting at for years, and now it's going to happen. Now it can develop. Kansky says the revised weight limit would bring industry and development into Vita that the region would otherwise not be able to sustain. I'm still holding my breath that that's actually still all taking place. Chief Administrative uh, Officer Lucy Maynard is slightly less optimistic, noting the province only made a verbal agreement and nothing is on paper. Still, if MI does keep their word, within five years' time, the roadway should be accommodating to all forms of traffic. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers. Public health officials confirmed this morning there are 97 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, two are in Southern Health, including one in the St. Pierre de Salaberry District. As well, another two Manitobans with COVID-19 have died. Both were women in their 90s from the Winnipeg Health region. Meanwhile, with Manitoba slowly loosening its COVID-19 restrictions, the province announced today it is tightening its contact tracing. Reporter Shannon Duick has the details. Chief Provincial Public Health Officer Dr. Brand Rusin says prolonged contact will now be considered 10 minutes instead of 15 minutes as it has been until now. Also, if someone in a household tests positive for COVID-19, all household members will be considered close contacts. Furthermore, if somebody of a close contact of a case lives in a different household, uh, all members of that close contacts household must also uh, isolate until the close contact has been tested and they have a negative result. So again, expanding the amount of people who will be able to uh, require to self-isolate. Dr. Rusin says these changes need to be done to protect against the loosening of restrictions, but also to safeguard against community transmission of the variants of concern. He notes the province has increased its capacity for contact tracing in order to manage many times the number of cases than what is being handled right now. I'm Shannon Duick. And the number of immigrants coming to Steinbeck has plummeted in the past 12 months. Now nearly a year after the COVID-19 global health crisis began, shutting down borders and limiting international travel, Gwen Reimer of Eastman Immigrant Services says she has certainly noticed a difference. Since last March, Reimer's office has welcomed only about half of the newcomers they normally would during that period, and many of those have been from elsewhere within Canada and not from overseas. However, we are seeing a lot of 
international foreign workers. Though immigration is down generally, Reimer says there has been an unusual spike in the number of international work permits being issued in our region. She notes many companies have had a unique need for truck drivers during the pandemic and so are sponsoring workers from the Philippines to come and fill that void. For details on these stories and more, including photos, full interviews and video, go to SteinbeckOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.